Hey, how you doing? It's Clayton here from HowToDrawComics.net, and welcome to another episode of the HTDC podcast. I'm here with co-host Rick Bulo, and today what we're talking about is the easiest ways to improve, the fastest ways to get better. And uh, you know, I know that. As with many other people out there who are likely listening and those who we look up to who are successful, who have reached the epitome of the dream that we're trying to attain, the likes of Jim Lee, Todd McFarlane, Mark Silvestri, David Finch, you name it, you know, what we all have in common is that we're, we're on the path to mastery. And the question is, the question we have to ask ourselves, what is the fastest route there? Because there's many ways that we can go about it. There's the slow and tedious way, right? And sometimes, at first, that's the way that looks the most viable. Maybe we watch a video or we read a book or we jump into a course and, you know, the teacher tells us to go down that road, not really necessarily understanding that even though it may have worked in their experience, it's not really going to work for you individually. But then, of course, there's other approaches that you might be able to take where you're going to get to the finish line much, much faster. You're going to be able to skip a lot of the things that you would have come up against, a lot of the obstacles that lied before you. So that's what we're here to talk about today. I'm going to share a little bit about what I've gone through and some of my experiences, what I know of other people's experiences and how they've gone about it. And uh, hopefully we'll hear uh, some thoughts from Rick. Yeah, yeah, I'll try to share my thoughts because, as you said, everybody has gone through them. And somewhere along the line, I most likely have gone through them as well, finding the easy way out. Because even though I'm disciplined, I can still be lazy and and would not say no to take the easy way out when there is an easy way out. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's what makes us special, isn't it? Is that we're all individuals as artists. I mean, not only are we individuals as people, but also our art has an identity of its own that we can, that, I mean, it's the very thing that our fans admire. You know, they like the look of our style, the individual uniqueness of it. So, uh, and just as unique as the output, as the art itself is the way in which we've gone about the process and creating it and how we've learned it, how we've gotten to the point where we're now able to produce the kind of work that that we can be proud of, the kind of work that inspired us to embark on the journey of the comic book artist in the first place, or really any other artist or creator that is out there, whether it be writing, music, uh, you know, traditional illustration, you name it. Um, So... You know, when I was first starting out, and, uh, you know, this is going back a little while now, I've always been drawing. I've had an interest in it from from since when I was a kid, you know, like six, seven, eight. I've always, since I was in prep, I've always liked to to get a little bit creative, get hands-on in the the crafts class of uh, of preschool and and wow the teachers. And of course, back then, they all loved what I was creating. My my mom and my dad loved what I was doing. I didn't know at the time, though, that, you know, that's just what teachers and parents are supposed to tell you at that age to kind of encourage uh, growth in in a creative direction. Um, But... I kind of took that on board anyway as as something that they were serious about and used it to propel myself forward into uh, more creative endeavors and to really develop uh, my creative skill set. 
And so as I went into high school and, and I went into university later on, I kept on progressing. I kept on trying to learn. And one of the ways in which I found the most effective in order to figure out what direction I needed to go in, because at first, like many other people, and I'm sure you can, uh, you'll resonate with this as well, Rick, when you're first starting out, it's it's almost like you're flying blind, like you've got your own way of approaching it, and it might work, but it might not work, and you're kind of bumping into walls along the way and kind of figuring out where to move based on the mistakes that you're making, essentially. So, you know, you'll make one mistake here, and you'll learn from that, and you'll avoid it later on in the future, which is effective to an extent. Many people learn that way. You know, if you touch the oven once, you're not going to touch it again because you know it hurts when you touch it um, because you get burned, right? Um, However, what's more effective is when somebody can tell you who's already experienced how much it hurts to touch the oven, when, when they tell you and give you the advice not to do it yourself, right? Because then you can kind of avoid the, the pain of doing that. In other words, if you can go to a more experienced artist and ask them, or just maybe they've written a book or they've got a YouTube channel that you've been following and they tell you what you can avoid and what they've done that's worked, that can, I find at least, be a very fast way of getting better. It can really fast track your way through to where you want to get to because then all of a sudden you don't have to guess your way there. Somebody is literally telling you, hey, all the things that you would have run into here that that would have held you back, you can jump right over them and skip ahead because I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to avoid and what you need to do to where to get to where you want to go. Um, so for me, that was David Finch. That's when I really noticed an, a massive improvement in my approach to drawing and my ability to draw dynamically as a comic book artist. And uh, it was definitely one uh, prominent moment in my journey uh, that I remember where uh, I was drawing in a certain way. The moment I watched the David Finch courses on the Nomon Workshop uh, website and and I digested what he was saying, I put it into practice. You know, that's the key. You've got to put into practice the advice that you're being told by these more experienced uh, authorities. The moment I did that, I noticed a massive leap. You know, I leveled up right there and then. It didn't take long either. It was like in a week because those pearls of wisdom, that knowledge that may have taken me years to have figured out was immediately imparted onto me and I could kind of, you know, keep it in mind and apply it. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's on my end. Uh, I'll let you jump in now, Rick, and uh, (laughs) kind of went on on a bit of a a rant there. But... um, yeah, I remember well, very distinctly. That's that's when things changed for me as an artist. I think the one the worst, uh, things changed for me as an artist and when I found uh, that there was a quote-unquote shortcut. I don't like calling it shortcuts because it's really not, you know, in the sense that you still have to work your ass off in order to learn it. But that's basically what it can be seen as when you first find out that oh this was was back when I I was told by a teacher a teacher friend of my father actually who was a who did art as well who who, who saw me as uh, using 
anatomy books for doctors, as I stated before, I used anatomy books for doctors instead of art anatomy books in order to learn. And he was the, this normally it's a book that teaches you how to draw in shapes, but he drew, he, he taught me by showing me how I could make it, how I could make a simple shape, like a, 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 a circle into a face with, with just a few easy easy lines and how I could make an uh, make an arm out of a out of a cone shape and and so forth. I think that was the first time I found a quote unquote shortcut. Yeah, totally. Was in when I when I started understanding how shapes could could work and make everything so much easier because it did. I was like, ah. That makes everything so much easier for me now. Now that I see how that works compared to the human body, yeah. because it takes away the need for having to do everything perfectly at once. Because now you have to now you have to t- a chance to probably lay out sketches and the shapes first, and then slowly add the mus- muscles and everything in it. <clears throat> I think that was the first time for me. Yeah. Yeah. Where it really hit me that there is there is easy is easier ways than you might think if you just look into it. And then YouTube started coming around. I found books, uh, different art books again that just I, that also told me like easy easy knowledge between what's the what's the what's the dis, uh, distance between the eyes. What's the distance between mm feet and head and all those kind of things and getting finding books to help you like that was what helped me make 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 the progress way easier for me which is now probably gone into as you said more more youtube videos there's a million of tons of those i don't <clears throat> i know books are still being used but i don't think <clears throat> sorry but I don't think that it's that used as it has been. Yeah. And, and that's a little sad because even though everything is on video now, a lot of the things added in books is it, it can easily will easily be forgotten in the, when going through video. And there's a lot of important things in books that could still be useful. Oh yeah, definitely. I think that's the biggest strength actually of books is that if you come across something in a book that you read that you find incredibly insightful, you can always mark it down with, you know, a post-it note or a bookmark and you can refer back to it later on. It's a little bit easier than a video to refer back to significant parts that really stood out to you that you felt you needed to really take on board at that point in time. And that's probably the strength of books and one of the reasons as to why in a really weird way, you know, after making courses and videos and, and written tutorials as well over all these years for how to draw comics.net, it's one of the reasons that I, at least I hypothesize that the written tutorials always get a significant increase in a number of people that actually take the time to read them and check them out. 
Like if I send out a uh, an email notification to my list and I let them know about a new video or or even a podcast that comes out, right? Like you'll get a certain amount of people that come and listen to it and watch it and check it out. But you know, when you're talking about a uh, a written tutorial, which you know may have illustrations in it and examples, and you know it's all laid out nice and neatly in an easy to read and understandable way. Uh, what I'll find is that, man, people just seem to click on that in the email if it's sent out and you know to, as an announcement, and uh, they really, they really dig it. And I have no idea why. There's been many times when I've actually sat back and thought, man, maybe I should just exclusively create written content uh, for these guys because I, I feel like it just seems to be much more effective and and people engage with it better. And I know that that can depend on the market, I guess like me and like you rick we grew up with a, a lot of how to draw books how to animate books by disney and marvel and you know well i guess they're the same thing now aren't they <laughs> but yeah um, now they are but they weren't that they back weren't when back we then. were young kids they weren't the same yeah exactly exactly and uh and so you know we're kind of used to it we've we've been conditioned in that way i think as aspiring artists to learn from books and there's a very good chance that the listeners who are listening to this podcast right now are pretty much the same you know they they just feel that they're able to digest the information in a book and to apply it a little bit better than they would be able to a a video or a a, a digital I th- course i think that's because in a book you 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 let it sink in in your own way you understand it in your own way whereas in a video where someone tells you that's then, then you're learning it their way because they're literally showing you how how it's done whereas in the books it's only it's only examples of steps to go but you have to do the steps so your 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 own progress is still part of it so yeah. so you so you don't forget yourself as, there's, there's lesser chance of you forgetting yourself by to by working from books than by working from videos because yeah. if you watch too many videos in my opinion you can easily forget yourself your own your own uh, your own values and your own way of progressing and just start blindly following what you see in those videos and then in a way in my opinion the, you end up not being yourself, but then again, if you you do, because you mix a lot of different videos together into your own style. Yeah, I definitely see what you th- see what you're saying there, Rick. And I also think it's interesting the whole learning experience and the difference between books and videos and even audio, which is essentially what we're creating here, right? We're creating an audio learning resource, um, and. There's different types of learners. You know, some people learn visually better. Some people learn through reading and doing, and others learn better listening rather than seeing and doing. And it's it's very interesting because I actually learned about these learning styles in, in multiple areas, you know, with, with the marketing stuff and even looked into it during the course creation stuff and especially with actually going into a classroom and trying to figure out which learning style everybody fits into there are some people who are just more drawn and affected by one or the other but i find that it, it's almost like how to draw books are kind of more interactive in a weird way it's like you would think that the amount of 
engagement from a video would be a little bit more potent. But I would say that when you start watching a video and, and you know, you're watching the artist's work, that's great for a few reasons. It allows you to actually see how another artist is applying the concepts that they're teaching in and putting it into action. So that's good because, you know, as I was growing up, it, it took me a little while. You know, I was starting to read how to draw books when I was super young and I didn't always get the text. I didn't get the ideas that were being put across very clearly, especially if you're talking about a book by, um, you know, say, Bridgman, for example, where it's a little bit probably over the head of of a younger person, right, who's just starting out. Um, but actually being able to see it applied allowed me to go, oh, okay, well, if I replicate and then I do what they're doing and kind of take on board what they're saying, then I should achieve similar results. Yet at the same time, when you're talking about video, you almost get put into this trance-like state where you're not necessarily at the time doing what they're doing. You're kind of just watching as an outside observer. And by the time the video ends or the lesson is complete, it's like you just jump onto the next one. You haven't really implemented anything that you've learned from that, actively at least, in at the moment, in the moment rather. Yet with a book, it's kind of like you read a page and you'll be like, okay, I see a few examples here. I can see the steps. I'm going to copy the steps. And you kind of go at your own pace. And, and by the end of that chapter, you've actually created a drawing, which is very, hopefully very similar to the end uh, little image that to the, to the last step of the chapter that you've been reading. So... It is super interesting to me, especially all these different platforms of learning that we're seeing now. You know, who knows, one day with the advent of virtual reality, we might find ourselves actually putting on a headset and all of a sudden being in this virtual classroom with a teacher up the front telling us, uh, you know, what to do and, and we'll be drawing with our fingers in, in thin air. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a that's that's just a matter of time. I think uh, uh, it's all the potential is already there with what you can do with virtual reality. But I think going back and as an example with your with your book thing, draw with Jessa. Uh, got a, one or two books where and where he actually takes that in mind with the whole working while you're reading because he he makes room in the books. For people to draw that's awesome with with grid lines and everything so you can follow through with what you've learned from page to page yeah. so he, he basically taken that and understood the need for do for having that and put it in his books and then he of course he advises people to take some copies of those pages where it's needed and have it on the have it on the side and work on it instead of actually drawing in the book but I really like that idea because that that kind of also, okay, you're sitting here reading this right now. Why don't you just grab a pencil and start working on it while, while you read? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's kind of good that way too because then you're not trying to digest an entire book or an entire video all at once. You're kind of digesting the step that you're on. You're applying what you've learned and, and you're comprehending it there in the moment and you're kind of small chunking the learning process and, and taking in the information bit by bit, which is probably much more effective for your learning. And you know, since that's the theme of this episode, I think that that's something worth keeping in mind. Yeah, exactly. That was kind of my point, putting it back to the subject. That, that don't read a whole, a whole 
a whole drawing book and then think that you'll be able to remember everything in the book. Take it step by step. They, they're usually put up in chapters. Totally. Otherwise, spend a week on one, t- on one chapter, or at least until you're satisfied with the chapter. Totally. Continue to work. Continue to sketch. Uh, waste away as much paper, draw on as much paper as you need to or feel you, you have to in order to, to learn what's set on, that pa- on those pages until you feel satisfied and can move on to another chapter. Keep re- reading. Keep rereading because you might have missed something the first time. You might have missed something the second time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think you've got to do that, you know. It's so easy to just binge watch and consume information on the internet. You know, you jump onto YouTube, you watch, you know, half a dozen Proco tutorials here, another dozen videos on how to draw Jazz's channel, and, you know, you're just consuming information because it feels good. It almost feels like you're making progress every time you complete uh, one of the videos and, and hit the next button. But how much are you actually putting into action the knowledge that's been imparting onto you? Yeah, because if you don't do that then there's not going to be any change whatsoever in your abilities. Without action, there is no reaction. Like, there's no growth that can be made. Like, you've got to plant the seed, you've got to water it every day, and you've got to make sure that you're actively engaging with that process of of learning, not just being a bystander. I think that's something that we mistake for progress a lot, is, is consuming knowledge but if you never do anything with it, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Like, you'll literally forget what you've learned. Um, You're not an Android. No, exactly. Especially these days where it's so easy to have, like, you know, like three different tabs open for YouTube all at once. And, and you're not even finishing a full video. You know, I look at the no, amount of minutes... I, I look at the amount of minutes watched on my video tutorials, for example, and uh, I'm hoping that it's not because I'm, I'm just bland and boring to listen to, but, like, the average listen time on, say, a 30-minute video might be, you know, four minutes or so. And it's because, you know, the, the, later, the stats are in, and the later scientific research says that the average attention, attention span of the average human being is, uh, you know, shorter than that of a goldfish, which is this just crazy. It's, it's obviously a symptom of our uh, day-to-day lives of constant stimulation and, and need to get those dopamine hits happening. Exactly. So that's another, that's another, that's another advice for, for, for you guys who wants to be, do things easier is go watch, go watch all of the, all of things with yours. Don't just four <laughs> minutes. He'll be sad. He put a lot of work into it. Go in there and, and, and watch them all. Watch late. everything. If you don't like hear his blend voice, you can always tune it down and just watch the art. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's very true. You learn it. You're, You're not blend. Maybe, maybe next time you do doing the, those kind of videos, put me, uh, take me with you, and I'll I'll pop in and make sure that there'll be jokes around. You can entertain them while I teach them. Yeah, um, exactly. You, See, so you'd be you'd always lead the the rest of the class astray if you were in my class. I know it, Rick. You know, uh, I'd be there I trying to teach. You'd be guy, the yeah. class jokester. I would, I'd be, the, I'd be the guy who drew penises on the on, on the whiteboard when you came in. Yeah, that'd be you. There you go. And you're using I, your I, artistic expression. To analyze it for the art that it is, but also be the te- have to be the teacher and say that's not that's not appropriate. No, no, never. Appro- Rick is never appropriate. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm Danish. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm, 
I was never told to be a proper yet. I mean, that's that's it. That's that's half your problem, Rick. <laughs> no. no, no, no. That's well, half everybody else's problem. I'm fine with it. And no, exactly. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, like like I was saying, it's it, it's one of those things where uh, because there is such an abundance of information out there these days, and it's funny because uh, something that that will always inevitably come up when uh, when you are putting together, say, a a course on how to achieve a certain thing for a certain skill set, um, you know, whether it be comic books or music or drawing or writing again, you know, all these creative endeavors, you, there's so much you can learn out there already um, without having to, say, enroll in a, in a formalized course of some kind. But the thing that I would say is that it's almost that that's almost where the danger is because there is such a huge massive amount of nuggets of information out there it's like if you have no direction if you don't have a goal set specifically for today where you're actively looking for a particular subject to conquer you're just going to get lost in the noise that is out there um, because it's an absolute, it's not, it's, it's like a forest of information, right? That you can just get lost in. If you don't have a clear path that you're following through that forest, then you are going to detrail. And so what I'd say is if, for example, you want to learn how to draw the human head or the human body, you want to get perspective down, you want to get form down, make sure you've written that down as your mission for today and that that is going to be how you direct your seekage of information, so to speak, right? So that at least gives you something specific to search into the YouTube bar or the Google bar, you know, how or to... The Udemy, or, or the Udemy bar if you want to go to Robert <laughs> Masolo's fantastic, uh, fantastic teachings. Exactly, exactly. You know, how to, how to draw things in perspective, how to draw uh, people in proportion as an example, right? At least it gives you something that that you, that is going to help you to direct your learning um it's kind of like the that's why courses are great because you know you're, you're buying or you're you know maybe you're on skillshare and you've got a subscription there i actually love skillshare i'm a subscriber and uh there's a lot of awesome yeah. stuff on there right now um, yeah that's 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 a great advice to give as well heck yeah though if you if you have the money which you probably do but you just don't want to admit it because it's really <laughs> really 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 cheap yeah. go get a subscription on skillshare and start get your teachings from there instead of random yeah. random youtube videos random youtube videos can be good sure but the skillshare videos are actually courses that helps you and tells you when to take breaks and yeah. also guides you in how long to practice like weekly courses or or, or daily courses and it it guides you better than a YouTube video. It, it makes you less lost. Totally. And Skillshare it, more than likely have they always almost always have three months free trial. Yeah. So totally. drop down and give it a go and it's incredibly cheap to to begin with. Okay, you might not get your you might not get your McDonald's burgers like three or four times because oh, yeah. of that, but wouldn't you rather have Learning, uh, learning proper to, uh, opportunities for your art than having a, in my opinion, the worst burger in the world. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's good. Now, now I want a burger. Damn it. 
<laughs> no, get your subs, your Skillshare subscription. Um, no, yeah, I mean, you know, knowledge is power in today's age, isn't it? And the brilliant thing is, is that you can literally learn anything you want, which is so amazing when you think about it. Like, you don't, in order to do it, the, the, live the dream, to do literally anything you want, to be whatever you want to be, you don't have to be good at it. You don't have to have any experience in it. You don't have to be an authority on it. You don't need a qualification. All you need to, is the ability to go out there and seek out the information you need in order to practice it, in order to practice it the right way without stumbling into unneeded challenges and obstacles. And I think that that's a great thing that these courses give is like it's just structured program of information, right? If you go from A to B to C to E, then you should be able to gain a skill that you can use to, to take you to the, the next place that you want to get to, to level you up especially, essentially. Especially with Skillshare. Absolutely, yeah. Skillshare is awesome. Like I do have the uh, the proportions course on there and probably the, the later courses that I bring out will also be on there as well. I'll uh, have to try to remember what the actual Skillshare class name is. It's probably like Skillshare How to Draw Comics. If you just look that up, you'll probably find it and you can subscribe to it. But it's not just me. Like I said, it's everybody else out there and it's across multiple industries. Like I'm subscribed to a whole bunch of stuff on there. It's awesome. It's absolutely yeah, awesome. Local, local designs and graffiti and yeah, there you basic, go. Basic, a basic media as well. It's, there's everything you need to basically know, learn on Skillshare. Big time. And now we are, I, I know it sounds like we are being promoted, but... We're not. We're not, not, actually. Yeah. We're not. They don't know us at all. <laughs> um, we're totally... By the way, Skillshare, if you hear this, we, we're willing to take promotional jobs. Just call us. Yeah, yeah, totally. We already have. <laughs> this is the freebie. Anyways. Well, Udemy Skill, is good, yeah. too right Udemy is another Udemy is another great uh, online course resource where you can check it's it's kind of similar to Skillshare but you only f really fork out for the course that you want to get knowledge in um, there's Cubebrush really love Cubebrush for the digital tutorials you know my man Mark yeah, Brunet really good. I've used him I've used him a lot where back yeah. when I had jumped uh, tried to get my painting in traditional over to look as much digital as possible when I did the whole conversion thing. Well, totally. Uh, Cubebrush was one of my go-to guys. Yeah. Well, Mark Brunet, the, the guy who runs Cubebrush, uh, ex-Blizzard employee, really a really amazing artist. It's absolutely breathtaking. Amazing teacher. Amazing well. teacher. We, we, we need to get him on the, uh, the podcast, actually. But um, he, he is a great teacher. And the really cool thing is that you know, again, this is going to sound like we're totally promoting his course, but I'm just telling you guys out of excitement for it. Is we're just fans. Yeah, he's been. Um, he he's about. Well, he has been releasing this giant like art school course on Cubebrush, and you can go and check it out. It basically takes you through all the need to know basics and fundamentals of drawing, you know, anatomy and form and perspective and color and all that stuff. And then it gets into the more advanced topics. Um, but he's he's split it up into like 20 terms. And not only can you buy like the full co course, but you can also, if that's too much for you, you can buy each term separately and individually at, at your own pace if you want more of them. Or if you just want you one get, to check you, out. You, you, can, you get to download them as well. So you have them on mm. your PC. Even if you don't have inter internet, you can have them on your iPad. Exactly. You know, and as we talk here, Rick, like it, it might be very easy for 
people to go, oh, well, you know, like I came to this podcast to learn the easiest ways of getting better and the fastest ways of improving. Um, and all you're telling me is like to go online and buy courses. Well, that seems like a bit of a cop out. But honestly, investing in your talents, investing how's in yourself. It, how, how's it a cop out? I mean, you, well, you, you're, you're, you're read in order to learn better English. You, yeah. you read in order to learn better Danish. You read to, lo- to learn better math. Totally. Totally. So it's basically the same. And yes, you have to study in order to improve. That's yeah. There's no easy way about that. And when you think about it, when you go to art school, you go to university. Man, like I don't even need to to sit here and talk about how expensive that is. It's expensive, and it's getting more expensive, and it's actually getting less worthwhile. Like the amount of people who come out of doing an art course at university are. I'm never really singing its high praises. Like, there's very few art schools out there, you know, probably besides FZD School of Design in Singapore, which, you know, looks oh, oh, pretty oh, damn amazing. We got, we got uh, um, Animation Workshop in Denmark as well, who is yeah. widely popular in all over the world. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess here in Australia, um, there's there's a few art, <laughs> art courses or uh, art unis and stuff that are just... Um, you know, they're What's not, they're not Ko- worth the money. Koalas with crayons? Koalas with crayons, maybe. That'd actually be a damn cool uh, art unit. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, okay, so the point I'm getting to is, yeah, they're expensive. They're, oh, man, tens of thousands of dollars. Like, it's insane. Yet, at the same time, you can jump online and you could go onto Udemy, go to QBrush or Skillshare or whatever, uh, how to draw comics.net and you could download these courses and probably get the same amount of information if not more information as you get in a university for like a, a small tiny tiny fraction of the price and to me that is just mind-blowing like we live in a great age you know we got decent enough internet speeds now to where we can actually download these courses in the first place and they're super cheap for what they are. Like the price we put on information these days is astonishingly low. And because of that, I do feel that it gets a little bit undervalued because, you know, people it's don't put it into action how, enough. You know? How low we, it, it, we value teachings these days. Yeah. And it's so important. Like it, it, it really is a superpower. Like, you know, it, it's, it's the secret source, really. If you want to get good at drawing, you know, we're comic book artists here, so if you want to get drawing, assuming if you're here listening to this, you want to get good at that, um, those those courses and, and actually putting the time into learning and practicing. You can't have the learning and not the practicing or, you know, the practicing and not the learning. Like, you got to have both. They're both an important ingredient in the mix. And, and yeah, you, you got to have it, right? If, if you want to get good, knowledge is the key. And if you can exactly. learn from a mentor or a more experienced person, that's even better. Okay, so, you know, we talked about courses and we talked about books and stuff, but I've got to say it before I forget it, one of the other areas in which I have learned substantially more than I would have in any other situation is working in a studio with other brilliant artists. If you can mm-hmm. somehow find yourself in that position or, heck, even intern at a larger studio like I mean, if you could intern at one of the big 
big two two stu- comic book studios in the world, that'd be an amazing learning experience for you. Let me tell you. But even a smaller studio, you know, like a Dark Horse or doesn't Valiant, even it doesn't even have to be a comic book uh, comic book studio because be. that's yeah. pretty much art anywhere. Oh yeah, you know, game studios. That's where I've learned a lot of my my insights from. Um, even even sometimes I'll come across students who are like way better than me. I'm like, why are you here, dude? Because you should be teaching me. And you look at their work, and it's like, wow, you are amazing. You know, like they just blow you away with not only the work that they can do, but their ethic, their work ethic, their their mindset, and the way that they think is is incredible. Like some people just they have it all. They've got the skills, and they got a super great attitude that you know is just going to get them so far in life. I know you're talking about me here. And it, <laughs> it, it warms my heart. Thank you. Right. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Now, you're right. You're right. But see, those people that comes come in and actually thinks they still need help by going to a teacher, but are better than everybody else. Mm. Is are those people are, are the right kind of how I see that artists should be. Mm. humble and know that there's always new stuff to learn oh yeah absolutely yeah and 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 you need and you need that mindset as a teacher as well there's always there's always stuff to learn you will never stop learning and we that's another thing we keep repeating time and time again because it's important don't ever think that you you you're hitting up you you'll ever hit a point where you can't move on on from because if you hit that point then you've done something wrong mm. and you're wrong in the assumption that okay this is the end for me yeah it's totally. always uh, there's always time uh, places to learn and i've never seen an artist uh, i'd i'd wait to say i i've never seen an art, artist where if i really look deep down into what they're doing couldn't point something out and say you could get better at this and that, mm. like even the smallest of things, which just states my states my point. There's always places and things you can learn. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. There always is. It never ends. And if it does end someday for you, then you'll probably find that at first it's like, oh yeah, like, and it's important to feel good as well. Like you, when you achieve a certain level within your artistic abilities, like that has to be celebrated and recognized. But you know, that is very short lived. And if you have nothing to sink your teeth into next as an artist, it's very likely, you know, the mind, it needs novelty, right? Especially as an artist, because it, it never stops whirring away. Your, your brain is just constantly on. And uh, I know for me, and, and I'm sure many can relate with this, when you're laying in bed at night and all you can think about is the, the next idea that you want to put into action and create so that when it, so that's there in front of you is just, it keeps you up, you know? And you wake up thinking about the same thing as well. But if a lot of the time what that is for me is it's the next thing I'm going to conquer in order to level up. You know, I'm, I'm going to bed. I'm thinking about, well, where can I improve next? And if I don't have that there, then things start to become emptier and emptier for me. You know, I don't feel like I get as much out of it because self-improvement is one of the most rewarding things that you can possibly experience. And if you're not really experiencing that in your art anymore and it's not really changing or progressing or growing, then 
it's stagnant, right? It's like if it's like Tony Robbins says, you know, I'm a big Tony Robbins self-improvement buff. He says if you're not moving, you're dying. Like if if you're not doing something, you're just you're going stagnant. And I think that's very true, especially for artists. You know, you see it happen. They get bored. Then they're not really growing, and and their art actually starts to go backwards. Oh yeah, you need to be. If you're not involving your your rotting no. There's a saying that if you're not if you're not evolve evolving, you're devolving, which pretty much is basically yeah. which is basically rotting, which yeah. can be said that if you don't work your brain, it will care, it will start lose its effect, lose its strength, and lose everything. Absolutely. I just watched this um, awesome documentary on uh, on YouTube. Funnily enough, it was like a you know every now and then they must do like free premium episodes or something. And I I used to watch this channel called Vsauce, who we, some of you may have heard of, but kind of like does all these insightful videos about you know lots of interesting things like how is it possible to disappear in the modern age where everyone's being kept tabs on? Is it um you know what what's going to happen when the world becomes extinct but he's recently started doing a series and it's all about uh i believe it's called darn it what's it called um it's called like mind crunch or something like that and basically they 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 do all these different experiments to do with the mind and this recent one that he this first episode which you guys can probably check out as well i'll just get up youtube now and uh double check to see what it was called because it was a super interesting um episode and uh it's called mind field that's what it's called the series and this one was focused on isolation you know what happens to the mind when it's put into isolation and there's no stimuli applied to it and he spends essentially three days for this episode in an isolation chamber like you'd see in prison right um pretty Mm -hmm. much as many amenities as you'd find in in a room like that and, you know, it, it's very clear from watching that exactly what happens when the brain has nothing to stimulate it. And you can see that happening on a smaller level in anything you do. You know, the moment that you become so familiar and so good with something that you don't really have to think about it anymore, what happens? You become bored. Yeah, it's not, it's not really put it's not really getting you fired up as much as it used to and the same can be said for your drawing if you're not looking for ways to kind of push yourself beyond that comfort zone there's a good chance you're just going to get bored it'll become an everyday task that you just don't have to think about anymore and it won't be as as fun as it used to be you know when you used to be learning which funnily enough when you're learning the only thing you want to do it, the only thing you want to do is get better, right? The only thing you want to do is master that skill set. So it's kind of a uh, a conundrum there, isn't it? It's a, it's a bit of a paradox. Uh, yeah, it, it's well, art art is a conundrum in itself, really. Yeah, totally. But but in order to like move on, so we don't get too stuck, uh, too stagnant, so to speak. I do agree with you that that you you need for you need to work daily. Also, hmm. another another advice to give people: remember to work your brain. Remember to practice. Yeah, totally. That's that that that's an advice that should be self-set, but many seems to forget it. 
And make it that, regular, like a regular thing. Like, don't just practice yeah. like for eight hours once a week on one day. Like, practice an yeah. hour a day every day. That's much better. Even, even just a half hour every day. That it's it's as long as it's in a it's structured, it's structured, and it's and you keep on keep on doing it. Your brain will start taking effect from it and learn from it faster than if you take an a week's break because then your brain kind of resets and forgets it. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. That's exactly. And that's it. easy. That's an easy advice as well. Mm. Now that we're uh, giving out how to the easiest ways to get better, and that's basically one of the first ones. Know that you need to tra- know that you need to practice a lot. Totally, man. And be willing to practice a lot. Yeah, it and then and when you've done that in your head, then all the other steps of advice we've given you, you can start doing, like start reading up, start taking, because you shouldn't, you shouldn't even start these courses on Skillshare if you're not willing to practice them. You got to practice because, them. Yeah. Yeah. You, and you're getting told that by the teachers as well, that you need to mm. practice these, these things or else they won't, they won't work. They will work as soon as while you, while you watch the video and draw, it would look like it worked, but then if you go back, wait wait a week and try and do it again without watching the video, it won't work. Yeah, we've all been there, thinking, "Yay, this is finally! I finally got this in my body now. I finally learned it." And then a week after, yeah, oh crap, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's really interesting, actually, and they've kind of done studies on this, is when you're watching, say, a free piece of content, say, on YouTube, there's a less likely chance of you using it as there would be if you were to actually, say, buy a course because the fact that you spent money on it actually increases its importance in your own mind, psychologically speaking, and makes it more likely that you're going to essentially squeeze everything that you can for it because you've invested not only your time and energy but also money into this thing. And so uh, you're more likely to actually practice what's being taught. And, you know, I learned this from uh, from people, other people who initially um, taught me uh, the process of making digital products. And this was very, very early on, like when I was just looking into and, and kind of thinking about creating a learning resources uh, for aspiring comic artists like myself um, when I was just being inspired by people like David Finch who had put out these courses and one of the biggest problems that these guys were talking about was how do you get somebody who actually invests in your course to put in the time and the effort required so that they get and see real results from it and that's the big key I think you know what's the fastest way to get better what's the easiest way to improve well, it's all about taking your time and processing small amounts of information by not only listening and watching it, but also putting it into practice. Okay, I think that's the big th- obvious thing that, you know, you hear all all the time is is just put it into practice. But so few people actually do that. Like when exactly. when was the last time like I can't even think about the last time or remember the last time that I actually watched a video and rinse and repeated what was taught in the video in a practical way like i can't remember the last time i sat down watched a video replicated what i was seeing in the video and put it into practice 
you know what you can't well no i can't i mean it was it would have been years ago now so even for me you know i'm one of the guiltiest parties here i i know that it's difficult to to actually put this stuff into action but Shame. you've got to you've just got Shame. it Shame. <laughs> i do that I, I do that almost every day i i, I find a i find a easy youtube video and i like a like a simple speed speed paint or something like that, and that and that's one of my ways to do warm ups. Is that so, Rick? Well, why aren't you posting these on the How to Draw Comics Facebook community group then? Because because I am a damn perfectionist. I've told you many times. Oh, I, man. I like no. you. You can't you can't I tell me you're doing these things every day and never I, I, posting them. And now I feel like a hypocrite because I've pointed fingers at you. I know. Gosh, the biggest perfectionist <laughs> I, I in the room wasn't me, it was you. <laughs> yeah, well. But you make a, you make a, deal, a good point that you, you practice what you what you what you learn because else you you'll forget what you learn and is that really worth your time? No. Forgetting what you spent your time on wanting to learn. Yeah. You learn it one day and forget it the other and you have to start over. What kind of wasteful t- waste of your time is that, right? Yeah, muscle memory is a great way to store information. You know, like if you if you see it, you hear it, and you do it, that's three different methods of input of information that you can be taking advantage of right there. So it's going to be much less easy for you to get about it, uh, to forget about it. Um, it's just like going to gym. I call it drawing gym, right? Like if you don't go to drawing gym every day, your drawing muscles are going to deflate. They're going to become limp and you're not going to be as well versed or as strong in it as you could be or as you used to be. You know, you take a break from drawing for a while. Yeah, you're going to get a little bit rusty. Exactly. And so you did. Um, Well, we can keep, we can keep saying that because, uh, but because we can say that's one of the main problems we see. I see on the group at least is that people have that that instant gratification problem we have continued to talk about that they don't want. They want to seem to want to go through the through the hard times in order to learn. Hmm. Yeah. T- totally. I mean, you know, I don't think anyone wants to. It, it sucks to have to go through that. And that pressure. I love it. It's like I evolutionary pressure, right? You need to have, have that mentality. Yeah. You, like you don't make diamonds if uh, if there's no pressure involved, right? Um, so it's, it's one of those things. But, uh, you know, actually, I thought of something that definitely can be, you know, from our little conversation before, Rick, about you posting onto the community. It did remind me of another brilliant way to really increase your abilities and to and to actually hone in on exactly where your weaknesses are in drawing and that is by showing other people your work and getting their input um i think that that is one great thing about the how to draw comics facebook community if you're not already on there and you're listening to this make sure that you check it out it's just how yeah, to draw what are comics, you doing man into, Get on here. into facebook yeah come on come on um, and become a doing? become a part of it like everyone yeah. posts on there um, except we, only, Rick. <laughs> we are only 25,000 people. Come on, that's over, room enough. Over 25,000 people, and everybody is so 
darn engaged and and friendly and supportive and and I absolutely love it on there even for myself every now and then I'll post something out cuz I won't be sure about it you know I'll be a little bit self-conscious a little bit intimidated and afraid like I've done a bad job or something so I'll actually put it on there first just to get people's feedback and you know if they point out something that that is wrong with it that I just couldn't quite put my finger on I'm I'm thankful for it because it means that you know when people point out your mistakes it kind of opens up your awareness to those mistakes in the future from that point onwards so there's there's less of a chance of them happening again you're going to actively avoid them even on a subconscious level because they've because you're now aware. you don't you don't don't want that same feeling uh, that everybody can see your flaws totally. that's a basic human the basic human subconscious thing that yeah, you don't want time. people to find out your flaws so and you, you don't try want to, to see your avoid flaws. making those flaws again yeah, absolutely, man. You know, like, there's always going to be those areas within your artwork that you know are obviously off. Like, you know, maybe you, you already know that you're bad with perspective. And, yeah, you can kind of learn that and conquer it and yada, yada, yada. Like, there's the proportions. Yeah, practice here, a little bit of practice there, and you can get it. But what is really difficult to progress beyond is the mistakes that you just can't see the areas of your artwork that you're blind to that aren't working, that aren't adding to it and are instead taking away from it, just holding you back. And that's where actually having another mentor there or uh, um, another group of artists, even if, you know, maybe you don't want to post your artwork online, maybe you're, you're freaked out about being too ridiculed or having your work stolen or whatever, but at least have a, like a drawing group or meetup that you go to physically where maybe, you know, you go, you take the, you take, you invite some other artists out for some drinks, for example, you know, my lovely, uh, my lovely partner, who's also an artist, she did that the other day. She had this artist meet up at a, at a hotel and a bunch of artists got together, bought their sketchbooks. Were you invited? Um, I didn't go because I was busy making art at home. But oh, um, Clayton weren't invited, guys. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's 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 really good because you know she they they all came back from that. I actually did get a message from one of the guys. He's like, "Where are you? Get get your ass down here!" Like, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, you know." But um, it it can be really great because you realize that every other artist is just like you and they're all on the same journey. Um, and essentially you're kind of like the, the posse on Lord of the Rings, right? You're, you're on your quest to, to get to that, that, that ring, right? To, to get to the, the gold at the end of the, the rainbow. And I think that, that gold that turned that gold that turns out not to actually be there and just be another long road. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, it, it's kind of never ends, but at least you know then that there's other people there with you that are on the same path, and if you can support each other, it can just make the whole process not only easier and, uh, but actually fun. And, and another thing about this whole being in a group thing, I mean, if you're scared of people stealing your art, wouldn't it be good to be in a group with, like, say? 25,000 people and you put up hey this guy put up a stole mm. my art I'm pretty sure that there will be a lot of fellow artists in there that will aid you in taking the proper actions that actually and happens even, a lot in and even help yeah. and even help you make sure that the that the art that was stolen would be taken down yeah totally that that happens a, a lot like someone will post something up that uh, that they've traced from another artist and they haven't quite credited yeah. them and doesn't take long for for people to actually call them out on that 
Um, so yeah, you don't really have to worry. So you don't have to worry about there because it will if it gets shown up on our on in our in our group and we've seen it before, we'll let you know. Exactly. And exactly. then of course if if it is yours that we've just seen somewhere else, we'll of course make proper excuses, but we'll be <laughs> fast to to ask ask about it for yeah. uh, and everything about because we don't want that. So in that some with that mindset, if you feel like scared of getting your art stolen, that's not gonna happen there because we got a lot of people that's gonna help you if it happens. Absolutely, we all, we all like to stick together. On that note, actually, um, the how to draw comics community on the website itself, how to draw comics .net, is back up and running. And the reason that I've decided to uh, put it back up there is because, you know, with all the uh, all the goings on with Facebook and and Mark Zuckerberg at the moment, I love the guy. I really do. He's he's a he's a cool dude. But you just never know what's going to happen with these platforms, and we've created such an awesome comic book community that I would hate for uh, for anything to happen to that for us to lose touch. So, if you are part of the community and you're listening to this, make sure that you go to howtodrawcomics.net and sign up to the community on there as well, because um, it's it's essentially the same thing. Uh, we we can all get together, we can share our artwork, we can give feedback, and you've also got the learning resources there as well, uh, which are just uh, essentially a, a click away so definitely uh, jump onto that if you're not already there which most of you are I believe yeah yeah let me <laughs> just yeah I'm totally <clears throat> yeah Rick I'm, to I'm totally a member <laughs> yes get there and start stop posting your art and uh, <laughs> yeah it'll be all good you know, it's it really has been a valuable episode. I think here, you know, I think that it's it's something that we all got to become aware of is because I think there's definitely the long road when it comes to learning this stuff, and it can take you much longer than it needs to sometimes, depending on the route that you take to get better. I know that there's definitely things that I learn from those I admire, like as, as I said, David Finch. I bring him up all the time because he really was a he left a significant impact in my own learning experience. But um, I know that, and Stephen Platt also. I watched his course on the Nomon Workshop, and and a bunch of other courses at the time. I, I can't I can't quite remember exactly everybody that I watched and and checked out back then. But I know Stephen Platt, huge massive influence in my ability and understanding to render my comic book art. People are always asking about that. That's where I learned it from is is David Finch and Stephen Platt. Um, they were amazing. And and to you actually can, see them you work. you can easily see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can see it easily. And it was just, it allowed not everything easy, to click. Not easily in the, in the, in the way that you, you, you're, so you're just taking their style because you haven't, but... Mm. The influence is easily, easily spotted. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Just just before people that listens to me starts poking fingers at, is that what you meant? No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, you know, as I said, the, there's things I learned from those guys that would have taken me many, many years to figure out by myself. So I'm so thankful to them. Um, they're very giving people. You know, you see them in interviews at comic cons and stuff, and. They're always so humble in in the way that they present themselves and and the way that they help other people. It's it's amazing, and I, I hope that uh, you know they they serve as a great inf inspiration for me as a teacher as well. Just 
um, to know that, hey, you know, as good as you get, it's it's important to make sure that you're always looking for ways to help others because at the end of the day, probably the best way to learn is to become a teacher, to actually teach what you know. Um, in a weird way, I know it's 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 hard to imagine how that could possibly be so, but I got to say, man, over the la- over the last few years, you know, doing how to draw comics on net, I don't think I've ever learned so much in my entire life. It's crazy. Well, that's the most important step of making things easier for yourself is the dedication. Absolutely, yeah, that's exactly it, man. The dedication is the most important key. Be dedicated to it, and hey, I know you're gonna be. You know, those out there listening, I know you're dedicated because this is important to you. You're passionate about it. It's, you know, there's not a lot of other things worth doing than than that which you're most passionate about in life. And if you're that passionate about it, you're going to be motivated to succeed. So stop stop messing around and just start creating. Totally. That's my my basic response almost when people ask for advice to get to get better and at art is just well stop messing around and just get to it it sounds simple and it's basically is but doing it takes a long time but the step is simple stop messing around absolutely that's exactly it man you gotta stop messing around and uh, just get to work at the end of the day hard to do sometimes because there's a lot of distractions, but uh, if you because can stay there's focused... A, there's a new Netflix show. Yeah, but that Netflix <laughs> show is also there afterwards. Exactly. That's right. It's exactly it. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure as always, Rick. Um, I, I guess we'll wrap it up here. huh? Like we, We're always able to talk forever on these topics. I, I have a lot of fun um, catching oh, up yeah, with you. Oh, and... yeah. This one was a good one. This one was a good one. Absolutely loved it. Um, and those out there listening thanks again for tuning in for another episode it's uh always great catching up with you guys as well and and to be able to uh you know hopefully impart some some knowledge here and there even if if you're maybe you're even more experienced than us who knows um but hopefully just just knowing that there's there's other people like us out there still on the path uh hopefully that's motivating in in at least some way and we also really want your input, guys. So yeah. feel free to put in comments wherever you find this. We'll read it and we'll say it up. Even if it's questions that you that you want answers to, we can, we'll take it up in the podcast. Big time. We are, we're here for you. Remember that. So yeah, don't don't hold back in your comments on uh, on wherever you find this stuff. We we'll read it. Yeah. We've actually already uh, done done a few episodes on on suggestions as well, so definitely put them in because because we listen and we we actually love interacting with the community. We try to do it as much as possible, so um, we look forward to hearing from you. And yeah, please get in touch, and hopefully we'll see you here next week for another episode of the HTDC podcast. I'll be here. Rick will be here. I'll be here, and uh, well, hopefully we'll both be here. And um, and we'll see maybe, you maybe, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Someone else will be here. Maybe that'd be very uh, disconcerting. The um. only, w- <laughs> the only way you can find out if there's a third person here is show up and listen. Well, yeah, because sometimes we have special guests. Who, who knows who'll be next? Uh, Stan Lee, maybe. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Don't even say that I because shouldn't. now, now they're gonna force us to deliver. Maybe one day. 
I'm not sure when. Someday. Um, but yeah. All right then, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening. As always, keep on creating, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>